Welcome to the world of ice cubes. We're nearing the end of May. We're hoping you're staying calm and cool and welcome back. Good morning. Or is it afternoon or is it midnight at your place? I'm not sure. I guess I'm eight hours from ahead of you. Uh, um, it's still dark. It's still yeah, dark here. But it's, it's interesting because we have uh, <clears throat> a subscriber that is down in Mel Melbourne, Australia, and I believe that he is having winter in uh, Australia. So summer is beginning. This weekend is a kickoff weekend for the beginning of summer. So the swimming pools will be open, open, ice chests will be full. But depending on where you are in the world, well, that's what time it is or what season it is. Do you know how cold is it in Australia during the winter? Never been there. I just know that kangaroo have pouches and I would always use a pouch to like put my hands in if I was cold. Yeah, I'm not cold then. Well, the, the word ice is very an interesting word. Um, two words that have the same sound, but different spellings and different meanings are called homonyms. So when I went to Istanbul, Turkey, you know, I'm I'm from Texas and I, I wanted some ice in my Coca-Cola or ice in my lemonade or whatever I was drinking. But the word for ice in Turkish is booze, booze. So in English, the word booze is a slang for liquor. So uh, when we were ordering, <clears throat> I was also surprised that in Istanbul, uh, they don't just give you the ice. It's, it's like an extra charge, like they, as if you're ordering a nice plate of ice. So booze you know, is spelled in Turkish B-U-Z, booze, and in English B-O-O-Z-E. So those would be homonyms. And, and also booze sounds like twos. Do you know what twos is in Turkish? What is it? It's something you sprinkle on a steak or kebabs. Mm, must be um, delicious. Yeah, it's, it's salt. So... <laughs> <laughs> two, two, yeah, twos, twos. If you need more twos, then you you need more uh, salt. But uh, yeah, I, I like ice cubes. I I enjoy I enjoy different kinds of ice cubes. I didn't understand that that ice cubes was a whole world in, until you kind of mentioned it. When was the last time you um, drank whiskey on the rocks? Mm. Well, I usually I usually have a, a like a mixer like ginger ale. So probably like a week ago. I don't usually drink it on the rocks because I'm I don't hang out with real fancy people. My <laughs> my people. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. No. I'm. Well, I mean, I had a whiskey shot. A shot is different than neat, right? What is neat? Just just whiskey. But it's in a glass, like a 
Yeah, absolutely. There's special glass. It's not a shot. I guess shot is a smaller dosage, but you know, glass is like how full and do you enjoy it while drinking? Hey, not to change the subject, but did you, I mean, when you say ice cube, did you mean the round ice cubes or squared, squared ones? Is there a difference? Yeah, there is a difference between a square and a round, but, uh, but I, I was saying that, you know, I mean, I was thinking that, uh, you know, it's so fascinating, the whole world of, of ice cubes. Uh, I, I saw this video that a friend showed me. It's a 15 minute video on how to make clear square ice cubes to put into, you know, cocktail glasses for people that are drinking whiskey. And I thought, wow, 15 minutes is so long to spend on like how to make an ice cube. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it, yeah, I, I like ice cubes. I mean, I also uh, was visiting somebody who was a uh, studying the brain. And this person had uh, ice cubes that were in the shape of little brains. So like, she fixed a drink and uh, put some little tiny brains in my in my glass brain shaped ice cubes yeah but i i just i i think imagine that there is a square ice cube and and, and um spherical around and uh I, I i presume that i don't know what's um um i don't know what the largest surface area has square or spherical but i think the square should melt longer Right, then you mean should um, last longer or melt faster? You mean square melt, should last melt, longer? Melt, melt faster, yes, and maybe that affects the um, the whiskey. It's uh, yeah, I don't know, I'm not a scientist here, but uh, just uh, from the top of my head, well, you know, uh, <clears throat> well, I, I might want to ask you a personal question, but would you say your head is like more square or more round or elliptical? I, ha I have more like an elliptical head. I, I don't know. I guess a normal kind. Um. <laughs> okay, well, the people have different shaped heads. Some people have like a round face. Some people have a long face. Some people have like, like a square head with snake eyes. Okay, let's get back to the whiskey. So this one for no, 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 no. Just, I guess my elliptical, yeah, elliptical head. Um. <laughs> What does that make me look like? Uh, like a snake? No, 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 no. That guy okay. had a square head. The guy no. with the... Okay. There was somebody that I saw that had little uh, kind of like yellow eyes and the shape of his head was kind of a square. So, but you know... Okay. Yeah, I wish I would. I wish I'd have yellow eyes. I wish I'd have some kind of like cats, you know, they have these eyes. I will look at you and you just keep staring. Uh, by the way, if you look at, yeah, it's a, like staring competition. Yeah, sorry, well, not to change the subject again, just no, no. too many thoughts no in my head. Everything is the subject, but I have uh, green eyes that change with the light. So sometimes they're hazel, sometimes they're green. And I, I have enjoyed having these eyes. I've gotten a, <laughs> gotten a lot of compliments on, you know, on, on these eyes. And uh, hey, you I, said, you <laughs> said, Sorry, go ahead. Okay, what was, I don't know. Oh yeah, I was gonna say that I, that I have this other bartender friend named Leon. He's like, he's kind of like the kind of 
quasi-famous baristas, you know, no, bartenders. Barista is a coffee person. Uh, so Leon- You said coffee and I thought, you said coffee and I thought, I apologize again. I don't mean to be rude or anything interrupting you, but then I'll forget if I don't say it right now. Coffee, you can, my, I mean, you can add ice cubes into coffee, right? That'd be iced coffee. Yes. And also in Dallas, everybody's drinking these coffee martinis, which I think is disgusting. I'm like into classic martinis, like just like, you know, kind of James Bond martinis, like just a classic martini. Stared but not shaken. Yeah. Yeah. And and I was at this bar once and I was getting a a Reuben sandwich or something. I had dropped off some art someplace and I was just sitting there. And this, this, it's called the Libertine. It's a, it's a really, really nice bar in Dallas on Lower Greenville. I was sitting there and some guy walked in and he saw I was sitting there eating a sandwich. He said, well, that looks really good. There was a pickle next to it. And uh, he said, well, what is that? I go, that's a Reuben sandwich. And he goes, well, are you by yourself? I said, yes, you can see there's no one around me. And <laughs> he said, would you mind if I join you? So it's just like a fun bar where people come and go. It's not a big deal. It was in the afternoon, like four, four in the afternoon or maybe 3.30. So he, he goes up to the bar and orders something for himself to eat. And he comes back to me and he goes, well, what would you like to drink? I go, why don't you tell me what you think I look like I drink? He goes, you look like a martini girl. I go, oh, okay. I mean, what I really wanted was a beer, but I, I let him do his thing. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to get a martini. You know, I'm drinking a martini at three in the afternoon. That's That's cool. And it's they're expensive at this place, so they're they're really good. Oh my God! Guess what? They brought me back. He brings me back a lemon drop martini. Disgusting! Mm. It was. Was it disgusting? I, no, I don't like it. I don't like sweet. I don't like super sweet. I mean, I'm eating a Reuben sandwich. I want a beer. He says martini. I think he's going to bring a martini. It is. Frosted sugar on the rim, like the hypoglycemic index of that must have been like off the charts. And it was, I'm sure it was expensive, but, you know, I go, oh, wow, thanks. <laughs> he goes, well, I, I thought you wanted a martini. And then he sat down. I go, well, I mean, this isn't exactly a martini. He goes, it's a lemon drop martini. And then I said, oh, and then he understood he had done something really awful. But I said, well, let me try it. Let me get a fork and knife and cut into it because it's like almost like cake. And then he said that he thought I was really funny. And then was kind of chit-chat a little bit. And he, he asked me for my number. And I said, oh, no. I'm, he asked me what I did I sold, as I sell art. And I'm a writer. And he asked for our number. I go, no, I'm around. And then so I didn't, I didn't give him my number. But then... I finished my drink and you know got ready to leave. Oh my God! I stepped out onto the, the the porch where the cars were going by. The guy was driving my favorite car, a black Jag. It was terrible. All these missed opportunities. It's just like my life is tragic. So, would you like a lemon drop martini? I I've never tried that, but I thought um, I just thought that counts. And he um, he was trying to be, he was sincere, I'm sure. And uh, that's what's important. 
Yes, and also his black jag is important. <laughs> I have this other bartender friend named Leon who, uh, you know, uh, David Anton knows him. Some some of the people in Dallas know Leon. He used to be around Lower Greenville. Now he's out in Bishop Arts. Now he's bartending at an Irish pub. But um, I sat once and watched him make some drinks. He goes, watch this. And they do something where they take a glass and they... I don't know what they put on the inside of the glass, but then they smoke it with like a like a torch. And then they put the ice and then they put the drink and then they put a sprig of rosemary and they they hand you a smoking drink. It's beautiful. I mean, the aesthetics of it is fabulous. I want one of those. <laughs> Have you ever had a smoking drink? <laughs> Smoking drinks, no. Hey, going back to the James Bond thing, I, I I don't know why is it supposed to be stirred but not shaking. What if they shake it? What's going to happen? Well, he's James Bond. He can do whatever he wants. He's Sean Connery. No, no. I, I think that maybe it will somehow affect the taste because um, like yeah, when they are shaken, right, they probably somehow... Right. Um, Break up all the molecules and mess it up. Yeah, maybe they'll just, uh, um, I don't know how to explain that, but uh, dilute or what's the the word for, um, like water down the whiskey, not the whiskey martini. Uh, No, no. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think, I think you're in the ballpark there. And uh, I don't know, like, I like to drink Maker's Mark. I like Canadian Club. I like Seagram Seven. I like Tillamore Dew. I like Scotch whiskeys. So the more expensive the whiskey is, the less you want to mess with it. You want it just to go, I think, like straight into the glass and not to be diluted by being shaken up with a bunch of ice and stuff like that. So maybe maybe that's what it is. Uh, expensive whiskeys taste good. You know, just that's. That's all there is to say. Expensive whiskey. So you're, you're aesthetic. You like aesthetic side of it, right? Of alcoholism. Yes, for drinking. I just I'm broken down. Say it again. down whatever is in front of me. I mean, you're being. I mean, you like aesthetic side of it, unlike me, because I never thought of aesthetics. Because basically, you need alcohol to uh, shut down your reality. But you apparently you drink alcohol because you want to beautify whatever it is around you, right? Oh yes, yeah, yes. For for me, well, like some people, some girls go to the bars to get drunk. Some people go there to pick up people. Some people go there to pass out. Some people go there just to wolf down what's ever in front of them. You know, some people would drink anything that anybody buys them. But you know, for me, like. Oh, I love the glass. I love the coaster. I love the cocktail napkin. I love the waiters wearing the servers wearing a vest. You know, he, I'm looking at the ring on his finger. Like I went to this place, Mikosina. It's a really, really nice uh, place in Dallas. A friend of mine took me there kind of for a sort of late Mother's Day thing. And uh, we had this Mambo Taxi. It's a, it's a very it's a famous drink in Dallas, and it's it's got tequila you know, it's got tequila in it. But the way it's presented, like 
the colors, the, the, you know, just the, the, you know, ice, when it comes off into the, when it comes into the room, it's, it, it like lets off a little steam. So like I'm watching like the steam rising from the ice. Like for me, it's like a complete experience. Like I probably won't even be paying attention to the person that I'm with. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I'm all about the, the cocktail napkins. Like what's the shape of the ice? Oh my gosh. What is that? What is a bartender wearing? You know, I mean, the, it's probably the last thing on my list is like, it needs to be something I'm in the mood to drink, but yeah, I, 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 I drink to enter into a, um, an altered reality. Yeah. It's yeah. You're altered. responsible. I, I knew you, you, um, you've always been responsible. They, they call it like this, right? Responsible drinking. I mean, there's, whoever there's some medical health advisors, advisors or hair care advisors, providers, yeah. I don't know what the word, they urge you to drink responsibly, which always confused me. Like, what, what's the, I mean, what does that even mean? That probably means yeah. that uh, do not allow the drink to control you, be it vice versa, control your drink, which is not well, the case. But what it means, well, I mean, here it means like find somebody else to drive if you're blasted. But I thought you said, oh, you're impossible. I th I thought that was a compliment. But you said I'm no, responsible. No, I thought I said you were responsible. Yes. Um, I, but uh, now when you said it, um, well, you are impossible <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> and especially off the air. Uh, <laughs> but I guess I'm getting used to it, and. Um, yeah, pretend to be normal. I'll be okay. Very good. Well, to, this is getting ready to be the Memorial Day weekend, and uh, some friends are having some friends come into town, and we're all going to go out uh, for dinner tonight and probably be around happy hour. So it's so social drinking, S-O-S-S-O-C-I-A-L. So the main purpose of the gathering is to talk and to visit and have appetizers and buy each other shots. So the purpose of that drinking is social. So I might be at a table with like eight or nine people sitting outside at a patio, but I'm still, I need a coaster. Uh, uh, could I get some more ice? Uh, you know, you know, sometimes people say taking me out to, to drink is like taking a child into a, a toy store. Like, I want this. Could I please have that? I need that. And I mean, some people can just sit down and drink. I can't do that. I wish I wish I could just sit there and drink. I mean, how can I drink? There's no coaster under my drink. Okay. And I asked for a spoon yeah. and you didn't bring a spoon. So I'm kind yeah, of what, like, a, uh, yeah, it's kind of awful. Yeah. What's that? You said, did you say happy hour? What, what, what's that? Like happy hour? Was that what you said? Yeah. Happy hour is traditionally people work nine to five. Like that's a, famous song, Dolly Parton, nine to five, uh, or they might work eight to five. So traditionally the work day, you know, before pandemic, you know, generally like nine to five, eight to five. So people getting off about five o'clock, then they're gonna go home, but you really don't wanna go home because there's just all the people you love at home. So before you get home to all the people you love to be with, and some colleagues will say, hey, let's go stop by here and have a drink. Or like, they'll call up a friend like, you want to meet over here for a drink? So it used to be that happy hour started around like, eh, 
4 30 4 o'clock and went to like about six and that meant drink specials half price drinks free appetizers so before you went home to all your loved ones you could stop by for happy hour but now in dallas some people some places have happy hour starting at three in the afternoon like three to six so yeah, for example, any, any chance for for a happy morning or happy early <laughs> afternoon because that oh, would no, be they, great no they also have a thing called reverse happy hour for let me just finish this so yesterday i met jeff at me cocina and it was happy hour and he he asked me if i could hurry and order something to go because i was gonna get some food to go we just had drinks and you know some guacamole but i go why do i have to hurry he goes happy hour is almost over so anyhow um so that was happy hour special pricing but now they have something else i heard about called reverse happy hour so um i never had heard of that so like if you go to a club a lot of clubs close at midnight or some of them that have live music will will close at 2 a.m in like in the middle of the night and now some places are offering a happy hour late at night so that you'll drop by there before you go home so you know by, by, by some by some places do you mean the massage parlor or, no or no 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 not 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 you know not strip clubs and stuff like that what i mean is actual nice clubs and restaurants out in bishop arts i saw because there's a lot of musicians that play out there so i was looking at this one place called Revel revelers hall where some of these musicians play and then i saw that this one place I know next door to it was having reverse happy hour and uh, they were going to offer drink specials um, you know Bonnie and Clyde uh, the 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 gangsters that mm -hmm. okay, Bonnie and Clyde well there's a bar called oh Clyde Barrows it's kind of called Bonnie and Clyde but it's a play on the you know it's it's kind of a Bonnie and Clyde theme I saw that they were doing a reverse happy hour, which meant you could come in at like uh, midnight to 3 a.m. and get drinks at, at special prices because they know that people are still out at night. So they're there trying to get your money. So th there are you know massage parlors and places where you can pick up people and there's places where, you know, all that stuff. But I'm saying actual, actual reputable bars are, have now started doing reverse happy hour. Yeah, but I'm still thinking, I'm still thinking about massage parlor happy hour. That would start with a full, I don't know, full body rubbed down and in one hour it would end with a glass of whiskey. Well, you know, they, they actually have something like that here uh, that actually I went to with, with my daughter. My daughter... Uh, was in medical school and she knew about this place where you could get like your nails done like it was it was a nail nail salon like you know manicure pedicure she was oh, okay let's you know she was finishing up and i was teaching she was finishing up classes i was finishing up teaching she was let's met let's, let's meet over here uh on saturday saturday you know like i don't know like around 11 o'clock or something on a saturday and she goes you you get you get two drinks with your uh, with your uh, manicure pedicure. Okay, I go. Okay, well that's something different. So it's it's on Oak Lawn, 
and it's in kind of near a fancy part of town. So we walk in. It's like, it's like, I mean, I don't want to say that I know anything about like B grade movies or like porn, porn settings, but you walk in, it's like this Roman bath with, oh, column, Greek columns. And I mean, chandeliers and all these white towels and a bubbling fountain and all the chairs arranged around it with a whole bunch of mirrors i kept thinking like wow like this is like crazy i feel like i'm in a you know bellini movie and so you know yeah like federico fellini anyhow so we go in there and then they ask us what we want and and you know we say well we need a manicure pedicure but we want you know happy hour prices and I don't know if it was two for one or what it was. I don't know how she finds all this stuff, but there were these two uh, young uh, Vietnamese guys, nice, nice fellows. And, you know, one of them got my daughter, <laughs> one of them got me. So we go to the chairs, we're sitting there and they're speaking in Vietnamese to each other, but I know they speak English. I don't know. I think my daughter got a, I don't know, what is it? Bellini. It's like a, kind of like white champagne or something like that. And then I go, well, well, what can I get? And then the guy goes, well, you can have whatever you want. And I think I got a Jack and Coke. I had a Jack Daniels and Coca-Cola with ice cubes. And my daughter was paying for this whole thing. And anyhow, it was like just crazy. It, it, and it wasn't a creepy place. It was a really nice, um, it wasn't like a creepy place. It was, there were other non-creepy people there. Hey, you, but, you, you, go ahead. No, no, but, but what? I'll let you finish. I, I was just surprised that, that uh, you, could, you could drink. Well, I mean, they also had these other rooms where you could go to get body massages, and they put rocks, rocks on your back. They, they heat up rocks and press rocks into your back, and... I don't know. We got something where they put sea salt on your legs and like rub your legs with sea salt and wrap them in towels. And you just, I never wanted to leave. I just wanted to stay there. Like my legs are wrapped in warm towels. I'm drinking a Jack and Coke. I kept thinking like, wow, going to the nail salon has really changed. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, I think some of our subscribers have actually been to Dallas. Uh, uh, our, our truck driver philosopher, I did not take him to the uh, massage parlor nail salon. We just went to a couple beer places. But, um, well, I mean, they, they probably have a lot of interesting places to go where you live, right? Uh, well, again, I'm startled by your question. Can I say something different? May I, may I say something? Because you said, um, for, first of all, you mentioned the film. And then you said Jack Daniels, uh, and immediately that film, that movie came to mind. Um, Scent of a Woman. Do you ever watched it? Ever seen it? Scent of a Woman. Yes. Al Pacino. Yeah. Do, do you remember that? Yeah. Do you remember a scene uh, in the hotel? I guess where that um, Al Pacino. He was a colonel, Lieutenant Colonel Frank. I guess he uh, he was um, in the in the room. In the hotel room and he calls uh, i think the room service and says i want um, a few bottles of john daniels i guess and the the, the kid that uh, what's his name charlie i guess he said uh, don't you mean jack daniels and uh 
And Chad Al Pacino says, uh, well, he may be Jack to you, son, but <laughs> when you've known him, like, as long as I have, it's Jack. <laughs> it's John, well, sorry. Good. That's good. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, no, yeah that's, that's, why I, that's why he drank, um, I guess, whiskey and rock. That's why I like it. Somehow, each time I drink whiskey and rock, I remember that movie. I love that movie. One of the best, I think, of all time. Yes, and the dance, the, the dance scene is very beautiful. And yeah, yeah the whole thing beautiful. is just really, 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 really nice. Well, yeah, you know what I want to say about that a little bit? Uh, when you think of a man and a woman and relationship and uh, the aesthetic side of it, as you said before, regardless of the subject, I think that you have to somehow, um, not the, what's the word, elevate, uh, above you have to raise above the human um the human nature in order to achieve that kind of um, connection between two genders or what's the word that when you feel when you feel when what you feel when you see the scene with the dance i mean in um, in a movie uh i've experienced that a few times maybe in my life that somehow maybe you have to develop to the certain level in order to be able to experience the full range of emotions with the opposite gender, opposite sex. But uh, yeah, it, that makes me think. Food for thought. No, I'm saying I'm saying that either that or drink enough. You know, just drink enough and you'll get there. <laughs> no, no, I let, let's, let's agree to disagree because somehow drinking um, disables me or makes me ineffective. Uh, uh, or how, what do I say makes me incapable of um, somehow it shuts me again. It, it um, brings me back. I'm not sure about you. No, you can't talk about <laughs> unmuting yourself and being ineffective with a woman. We, we can't talk about that. <laughs> why? I mean, what's the, I mean, what's, uh, explain to me, explain yourself why. I don't get, what's the punchline here? The punchline is you're, you're talking about the opposite sex, about being with a woman and how you have to do certain things to achieve a higher level of, of, of something. And then, oh, it's just like, it's all just so hilarious. I can't, can't even explain it, but let me just, let me just try. I, I have this, this friend, uh, uh, David Anton. <laughs> he, he has had various different girlfriends and you know uh, david's really a, a amazing romantic he he was telling me about how he had this girlfriend who had a uh she used to work at a reception at hotels so whenever they would get together you know he would fly in and, and then she would get the room for free or half price or something but he had to go do things like go buy champagne he had to go buy flowers and tear the flowers apart and sprinkle them in the bed he had to do he had to all to do all these rituals i call these the male mating rituals the the things that a man should do to make it an aesthetic experience so so is that what you mean is that what you mean by making it an aesthetic experience not exactly, but um, I guess the, the, the subject of our conversation today is ice cubes. And in my personal experience, nothing keeps a drink cold like ice cubes. It may be coffee or whiskey or tea, anything. Anything an ice cube is cold. Do you agree? 
Yes, and, and I actually have a drink in front of me. It is actually a Guinness stout glass, and I put a slice of lemon at the bottom of it. It's round. Then I filled it about halfway with water. Then I put it in the freezer. So when I took the ice, when I took the glass out of the freezer about 20 minutes ago, it's frosted. It has lemon at the bottom. Uh, I poured water onto it. So I am having a, um, a glass of ice water that tastes like lemon. It has an amazing ice cube in it. And I'd like to recommend this to our, to our listeners. Uh, start freezing your glasses and put fruit at the bottom of the glass. And then when you serve this to someone, they'll think that you're like a really amazing person. Because not everyone yeah. knows how to do these things. Yeah, in moments like this, they, they, they make life worth living, I guess. Yes, and, and I, I feel happy to be alive, and, and I'm, I'm happy to visit today, and it's great to uh, great day to be alive. Good.